when you first made it to the NBA, who was the first person to bust your ass? The first person to bust my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you like preseason yeah, uh, at Phoenix, Goran Dragic. Dragic. The drag. Yeah, he was. He drugged me that in that preseason, and it was like. I was looking around for help, <laughs> looking at the bench. Like, it wasn't even ISOs. It was just like he was just crafty. Playing the he was game. Pick and roll and like he was smart just manipulating game, everything. He was just smart. Yeah. And I was like, coming into the game, I knew he was good, but I was like, I mean, this ain't Chris Paul or yeah, this ain't the Russ or nothing games. like that. So I kind of was, was sleep on how good he was. Yeah. And he got the running up, coming off screen, snaking it. And was doing on a lefty hard, make it That more. threw me off, too. Yeah. Because yeah. he was a lefty. lefty and I was just like, damn, he's crafty. He's shooting. He's pulling up, getting fouled. And I was just like, damn. Just After playing the, the game, game, I was just like, you can't pass it's gonna nobody. Be a, it's going to be a tough goes. year. Like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it's it to go like that. Me everybody uh, for the come. I was like, I wasn't expecting it to go like that. But he got me for sure. Yo, coming to you live and direct. We from New Orleans, y'all. We down here in the bayou. The blackest one always with me to the right. We got special, special guests, man. We got Dame Dollar, Dame Time in the building, y'all. Check it out. You chose to go to Notre Dame High School, same high school yeah. as Jason Kidd. You went there and then you transferred. What yeah. made you go there? Well, I went to a different high school, ninth grade, and then I went there because I was like, J. Kidd went here. They known for having a good basketball program. It's yeah. going to be a, a good education. So, like, my parents, everybody was in support of it. And I got there, and it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't – my sophomore year, that was my sophomore year, I ain't really play at all. Yeah. Like, I mm. literally was so – when I say riding the bench, I was on varsity, and I was, like, literally not playing. So you playing JV and just dressing for varsity? I wasn't playing JV. I was oh, so just on varsity. You. I just wasn't playing. Mm. Like, zero That's minutes. Wow. So you, you, you transferred to get an opportunity. Yeah. What school you transferred to? Oakland High. Oakland I transferred High. to – so I left St. Joe's Notre Dame uh, towards the end of my sophomore year, and I transferred back to Oakland with all my friends. I was like, they ain't playing me. I don't yeah. really like private school like that anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm a public school kid, so yeah. it was already kind of weird. Yeah. And then I was like, I convinced my parents to just let me go back to school with all my friends. And when I got there, it was like... Neighborhood. It was all my... It was, I was back in my element. It really helped because all my friends had 4.0s. Yeah. So, like, Damn. I'm thinking I'm finna come here and... It's finna be fun, and we gonna hoop, and they like we about to do our homework. We going to study hall, so it really, <laughs> it really turned me up and made me eligible for clearinghouse when it was time to go to school. Because if it wasn't like that, I wouldn't have been cleared. That's dope. You yeah. you left a school that this is what they do yeah. to the school where they don't really even put many kids out, and yeah, that's a dope. Yeah, right? for real. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. What was the difference, junior and senior year? You playing at a new school, and what was the difference of how you got better? The biggest difference was probably just being comfortable. I was in an environment that I was used to, like not to be negative, but it was like a little more wild. It wasn't as controlled and mm-hmm. do this, do that. It was just like, all right, make some mistakes, do some stuff wrong, it's cool. Like, So I was comfortable. Um, I was with my friends and I was just having fun. 
You could be yourself. Yeah, I could be myself and have fun. And private school is like, well, don't do this and be quiet in the hallway. In class, if you don't raise your hand, step outside, it's like every little thing was an right. issue when it wasn't really a big deal. So yeah. once I got there, it was fun again. It was commotion and chaos and like arguments and roast sessions and all type of stuff. So it was like I'm back at home. So I was comfortable and happy. So it, it made a difference on the court. For you in high school, at what point did it start clicking? Like, so, so your sophomore year, you ain't play a lot. Then you get to your junior year. Was it your junior year where you started to, like, turn up and you started to feel like, all right, like, I could see see myself going somewhere? Or when did you start feeling like you could be good? My junior year, I did, like, like I said, I got there with all my friends. And my friends realized that I was better than them. So they kind of started kind of gassing me up, like, no, you got to do, like, you got to have 30 on them. They can't stop. <laughs> it was kind of, like, gassing me up like that. So I started believing it, like, yeah. even more than I already did. So my junior year, I averaged, like, 20. And then the feeling I had from that and, like, my friends kind of pushing it and gassing it up like that, I was like, if they think this was something, wait till next year. Yeah. So that whole summer, like, AAU, I was killing I was working out every day. Like, I had never trained like that. We didn't have trainers and all that. It yeah, was just like go to the park, hoop outside at the school. When the wreck opened up, hoop that in the wreck till they closed, yeah. go home. So you didn't play for the soldiers. Was that like a nah. big deal going on? Because I know me the and Drew, like Drew didn't talk about that. Drew said yeah. you still Drew pops them. Drew pops be with my dad. Right. So, like, the soldiers, was they was bringing in all the top players. I wasn't a top player. So... Our program was the Oakland Rebels, and we had to sell magazines and okay. seize candy. I know what team you were. I was that team in my All city. that stuff. So, like, and I had played with them since sixth grade. So, we always had to, like, we literally was at bar stations and bus stations selling raffle tickets to yeah. people at shopping centers, like, making. This was part of the program. So, I learned how to, like, hustle and yeah. make money. So, we that turned into us, like, selling the raffle tickets for $2 instead of one. Yeah. And now we're making more money, and we going to school selling the candy and selling the magazines. And we basically earning our own way to these tournaments and hotel rooms and doing yeah. all this stuff. So, like, when we busing all the way across Oakland and BART and all that stuff and going to the movies together and going to little high school functions and stuff together, these are, like, my real friends now. Like, to this day, these are my friends. So once I got good enough to where the soldiers was like, just come play a tournament, I was like, no. <laughs> I just won't be playing in front of no coaches. Yeah. Because we don't really got no coaches at our games like that. You yeah. know, it might be one or two JUCOs and some low major schools. And I was like, if this the price of me, like, staying loyal to who I've been with, then I'm just not about to be going to Washington or whoever was yeah. the you right. know, high school at that time. I just wasn't – I wasn't with it. You chose Weber State. Was it anybody else that could have been close to getting you? Weber State or St. Mary's, St. Mary's College. It was close to home. It was like 45-minute drive from Oakland. They actually had a good program. Patty Mills was there. Mm -hmm. um, when I was on my – I went on my official visit, and Patty Mills was an incoming freshman. Mm. And I was like, I ain't really want to leave home like that, like, because a bunch of cousins, all my friends yeah. was, like, local. So I was hoping that St. Mary's was going to be perfect when I got there and I could just go there and it was cool. They got a good program. But I didn't have a good visit, so yeah. I went to Weber after that, and I had a great visit. And, like, one of my – like, a big brother to me as an assistant coach for the Jazz right now, Johnny Bryant. Okay. He was uh, – he went to the University of Utah with Bogut 
and he stayed in Utah. So he like had been living there and training there. And I talked on the phone with him. He was like, man, it'd be cool for you. It's a change of pace is different than home, but it's a good place for you to be able to focus on school and on hoop and try to try to get something done. And I took his word for it. So I was pretty much there with him that whole time. Yeah. And that made all the difference. I was like, I like my visit. I like the staff. It's a mid-major school, but it's a big campus. They play in the arena. They win conference. So I'm going to have a chance to get in the tournament, do some Cinderella or something, right. get, noticed, get a chance yeah. to get seen, go to the league. So all those things kind of played a factor, and I ended up at Weber. Yeah. You progressed every year, like your, your freshman year, your sophomore year, your junior year before you left. Yeah. What was clicking every year? You was, it's like you was just soaking, just like high school, like yeah. NBA too. Like you, are, you might be a late bloomer. People might not pay yeah. attention to you, but – once you sink your foot into the game, you get it, yeah. and you be one of the top players. So yeah. what was in college that you was, like, stepping up every year, and it was just changing? It was getting better and better. I mean, my freshman year, I came on campus, and I was just like – Just mine. I was like, this <laughs> this different. Even though it wasn't a major university, yeah. I was like, ain't nobody telling me, asking me where I'm at, what, what you doing, doing, who you with, <laughs> none of that. So, like, the freedom was the first thing. I was like, man, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> You might get to move around. Go to class. I mean, you just basically on your own time. And yeah. I had never been on my own time. So my freshman year, I got there, and it was like I was just free. I was going to everything I could go to, parties, anything on campus. I was there. We started the season, and it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. So I ended up coming off the bench the first five games. So it took me a minute to like really just log in and get serious about yeah. it because I was like, man, I can't let this. I can't come out here and just trick it off. So I got my people looking at yeah, me. Yeah, like people gonna be asking <laughs> like me questions. Me. Yeah. So season started. I was coming off the bench. I remember we played in a, in a tournament at UCLA, and it was just like we played against like Miami of Ohio or something like that. And I just couldn't do nothing. I think I had like two points. And I was like, man, this ain't North Carolina or nothing like that. I can't even. I had two. So I was like, all right, that. My brother on my phone, like, bro, what you doing? Like, how you had two? So after that, that was kind of when it, it changed. Everything changed. I started training with the guy that I trained with now. He was on the staff at the time. We was in there every morning before practice. And then after practice shooting, he was making me get in the cold tub. Started getting on me about going to sleep instead of yeah. being out and running around. Yeah. And then i never forget, we played Long Beach State at home. And uh, it was like another big game. And they had to do it on 18. I was supposed to be like, scouts was coming yeah, to see yeah. him. He was a senior and all that. My coach was like, you're going to take him tonight. Before the game, he was like, you're going to guard him. And I just remember being ready. Like, oh, they got NBA people coming to see him, and he he wasn't getting nothing. Like, I was denying him, picking him up full court, blocking his shots. I was just owning. And then after that, that was when, like, the confidence kicked in. I was like, if they looking at him like that, then – Maybe they can look at me. It's on. So, yeah. I was freshman of the year. I was first team. And then all the dudes that was on the team that year left. So, I was coming back the next year basically with a whole new group. But with your team. Yeah. And then I was MVP as a sophomore. And then after that, that's when it was really over. I was yeah. like, all right, I got one more year <laughs> in here and I'm out. And you're out. So – the following summer, my coaches have been, like, begging Adidas. Like, we trying to get him in Adidas Nations. Like, the camp that they do in the summer with NBA players come play. Yeah. The best college players, the best high school. They was trying to get me in. And a couple people dropped out. 
couple of people like just couldn't make it and mm-hmm. I got the last spot. So I went to Chicago and that was the first time I played like in a setting of that. Like NBA, like mm-hmm. I'm looking at a hundred plus NBA mm-hmm. personnel mm-hmm. and right. I'm recognizing faces. Drew Holiday, Eric Gordon, Joe Kim Noah is like real players. Mm-hmm. Corey Brewer, D Rose, they all, all the TV teams. They all in it. Yeah. They like in camp with us, like yeah. hooping, going up and down. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the real test right here. Yeah. So we get out there, we start hooping, and I do something. I get my shot off and hit a three. I'm like, they gotta just be letting me do that. Like, <laughs> ain't no way I could just get get it off like that. So then the next time. Somebody pick me up. I get around them. I'm coming down the lane. Nobody come. I get a dunk. So then I'm like, these are NBA players. Like, it's real NBA players out here. So I'm like, while I'm playing, I'm tripping. Like, I'm cool. I get me two more buckets. I might be able to leave. So after that day, that broke me in. I was like, all right, I'm I'm here. This shit is happening. So I went back to school. And after playing against all those dudes, I was like, man, ain't nobody at the level I'm playing that got yeah. a chance. So I came back to my junior year, I was killing. I was like averaging like 28. And then I broke my foot. Yeah. So I missed the rest of my junior year and basically set me all the way back. Yeah. So when I missed that year, I just trained the whole summer. That's tough. Because I, tra- I was like on the draft board and everything after I left camp. Yeah. Like second round pick. So my senior year, it was my fourth year, but I was a junior because I got the year back. Yeah. I came back that year and I was like, the summer, like when I was hurt, I was lifting, I was swimming, I was doing cardio, I was in the gym three like times a every in day. Disguise. It was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. You got your body strong and I got, got stronger. I was ready. more athletic, I was faster, I was bigger. Yeah. Like I was appreciating the game more and, and focused. Okay. I came back my last year. I led the country in scoring. Went to the combine. I did it the first day. It was like a whole bunch of buzz around it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When you went to the combine coming out, did you have to participate or did you just do interviews and measurements? Or was they like, because you led the country in scoring. So was, yeah. you, was they on you? I know I had to do everything. He, yeah. he just went there for the interview process. He's a golden child. He's a golden child. Just going there to talk to people. I'm sitting there, got to yeah. jump and dance was, and do hula hoops with people. And he's just sitting there like, I'm not doing well, this yeah, shit. I met with such and such today. Like, <laughs> see, you, but you was like Conference USA. Yeah. And like I'm coming from a league even smaller. Right. So when I got there, I was like, I'm leaving my room and I'm the way they talk told me was like, man, you take some slacks, get you a button up. When you go in these rooms and meet with these teams, you need to be dressed, yeah, professional, all that. And I'm looking at the other players, they coming out in sweats, tee, flip flops. Right. So I'm like, what like we going about all this different. Right. So we getting up in the morning, going to the bus sometimes to go to the gym, and some people just ain't going to the gym. They're like, yeah, I ain't going today. I'm, I ain't doing contact. So when I got there, the first day I was like, my agent was like, you you know, just do this, do, shoot, do the shooting, do the vertical test, do the bench press so you can mm-hmm. show them you're athletic and you're strong and all that. And then, like, we'll talk after. So I got there. We did three on two on two, three on three, one on one. We did shooting. The shuttle, we did the vert, we did the three-quarter course sprint, bench. I did everything. And then we did conditioning at the end where it was like five up and backs. I won all the sprints. 
brother. That's crazy. That's crazy. I won all the sprints. After that, it was over. They was like, oh, he's going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah. Like, I had never seen my name on Twitter ever. Yeah. yeah. And then after that first day, my name, like, Trendy. I typed my name in. And it was just Trendy. like nonstop. So I was like, was like yeah. So did you have like to do any more of that for the rest of the camp? Or that was it? Did the agent say, shut it down? You- he was like, don't do nothing the next day. And I was like, okay. And I did it. I went and did it again the next day. <laughs> he programmed and he up. called me like, man, you crazy. And I was like, man, I ain't fly across the country from Oakland all the way to Chicago to, to just be here. You want it And I'm right anybody. here. They yeah. like, man, you're going to be a lottery pick. I'm like, you got to realize where I've come from to where I'm not about to take your word for that. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. I got to do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they probably looking at like yesterday he had a good day. So in my mind, I'm like, today I'm going to. I'm going to back it up again. Yeah. And my second day was better than my first day. So I ended up being getting picked six. Yeah. Did you think you can be drafted by anybody? You thought you were going somewhere else besides Portland? I didn't know where I was going. I'm telling you the whole oh, time, so I didn't believe nothing nobody was telling <laughs> yeah, me. So like, <laughs> my agent is like, man, this like, going to happen. Here. Or you can do this. And I'm like, hey, like it, I was like, man, I'm just trying to be in the top 30. Yeah. If I can get in the top 30, Cool. Guaranteed money, right? Guaranteed. There. <laughs> so when you when you get picked by Portland at six, how was that? Like, how you feel when you know you' about to be going out to Portland? I wasn't mad at it because the league I played in, the Big Sky was like Montana, Montana State, yeah, Idaho State. Rough, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So you it's Big Sky country, so we yeah. basically we in the middle of nowhere playing. Yeah. So. The only city that we went to that I was like look forward to was Portland State because yeah. we played Portland State Portland and it was State. like a normal city, restaurants and stores yeah. and just it was more normal than everywhere else we went. So that was like where we looked forward to going. We to. looked forward. That was the biggest city. That heard. was the biggest to city Portland we went to. State, yeah. And my best friend was going to school in Portland, so it was <laughs> like had it tough. But that's I'm just saying. That's crazy. That's I'm just saying. So when they drafted me, I was like, you said Montana, perfect. Montana State. Yeah, man. We was in like middle of nowhere playing. Northern Arizona. What made you choose number zero? I was number one. I always wore number one. I always wore number one. And then when I got to the league, somebody, I forgot who it was on the roster, on the Blazers roster. Like he wasn't. Number one. He had number one, but he was, I think it was Craig Smith. He wasn't going to be on the team the next year. So they was like, if you want number one, you can just pick a number to wear for the summer. And then when training camp come around, you can just switch to number one. But I was like, I mean, that's a cool chance just coming to the league, fresh start, pick a new number. And I picked zero for Oakland, Ogden, the city I went to school in, and then Oregon. So I was like, I'm just going to wear it. That's why they call it the letter O. That's dope. Mm. You get to Portland and Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge is kind of picking up the torch and, and, yeah. and revamping the whole Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. You know, B-Roy. Pushing for the playoffs and all that stuff. And B-Roy get hurt. You know, they looking for that next best thing. Yeah. And you come right in and, and fit right in. Your first year at Portland, like, how did you, you feel about it? I mean, I was just taking it a day at a time. When I got there, I was like, I'm going to come in and compete for a starting spot. Like, I ain't coming in here to be happy to be here. Yeah. Like, we here now, so I'm trying to make my mark from the jump right off the rip. So I got there, 
And I could tell by how training camp was going, I was doing all my reps. I was doing everything with L.A., Wes, Nico, J.J. So, like— You were with the right group. I was with the right group. So Foreshadowing like, is going on yeah. here. You just start looking like, okay, I like that I'm hanging out with the right people. I like— I was stars. Yeah, I'm like, okay, they got me with the stars because I don't really know. I ain't yeah. coming into it feeling like I'm mm-hmm. a high pick, so they going to put yeah. me with them. I'm coming in there from, like I said, from the background that I come from. Like, I got to come in here and come get it. So. Yeah. They put me in there, and I just remember my first year being just excited to be like, I'm playing with LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. I'm going to throw him the ball every time, and when I'm open, I'm not going to miss. Yeah. And that's how it started. I was like, I'm going to make the right plays, and I'm just not going to back down. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be here for whatever whatever I got to be here for and try to win some games. Speaking of LaMarcus, y'all click quick. Yeah. As him and the player, because I know he eventually left and chose to, yeah. to go somewhere else. As him as a player, let's speak on LaMarcus, because when I got there, he got drafted when I was there, and he had everything. He just didn't have the <clears throat> toughness. Mm. And then he got tough. He got stronger. He got, you know, more competitive. Yeah. What did you see in LaMarcus when you got there? See, I never, I never knew them as not tough. Yeah. So like the, the markers you knew him as is different than what I did. Because when I got there, I was like, man, this motherfucker mean, he can play. tough, like yeah, he's, he's strong. Ready to go then. He don't take nothing from nobody. Like yeah. he's the best player I had ever played with. Mm-hmm. Like that been up close to like that. Because I was like, he don't miss no fadeaways. Every pick and roll I come foot. off when I pass on the ball, he make it every, every time. time. <laughs> like he strip every big man that's yeah. trying to do him. Well, he strip everything. Got great hands. He yeah. ain't like running his mouth. He just quiet. It was like going to work. I had never seen nothing like it. So like I said, I was just excited to be the point guard that got to play with him. And I was like, if me and him going to play together, I'm going to keep getting better so I can match him. And we're going to win it. Yeah. That's what I thought. You and LaMarcus had so much success, and then he decided to leave. What was that moment of time for you? Because I know you looking at it like, hey, we we just need a few more pieces. Right. We good. You know what I'm saying? And then you look back at it now and just what he's going through in San Antonio, it feel like he never got what he really wanted. Out of San Antonio. I mean, it's when I look back on it, I just be like, damn. Because my whole thing was I was always trying to, like, just keep getting better, like I said, so I can just match him. Yeah. Because if me and him were to stay teammates and I can get to the level that I'm at now, I'm like, okay, we could we could have for sure got one. And then maybe we don't lose Batum and we don't lose Wes and we got CJ, got we had CJ. Will Barton. Alan Crabb, yeah. we had like we had it. Yeah. We had it to, to do it. We just needed to just couple stay together. And in San Antonio, he's been to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And I've been to the Western Conference Finals, but we both came up short. Sure. So it's like that just show you that like you need other guys. Like you need somebody else that can carry it. Like he could have carried us, you know, the team that we had. And when it came down to it, if he wasn't having the night, they wasn't gonna stop both of us on the Stayed same up. night or in the same series. Yeah, y'all right? was killing. Yeah, our first, our very first playoff against Houston, in game one he had like forty six and eighteen, <laughs> that, and he serious. fouled out. Yeah, that series he was that was crazy. He was bro. killing. Yeah, forty six and eighteen, and he fouled out of game one at Houston. And this is my first playoff game, and I ended up with like thirty and seven and something. I finished the game off, so yeah. it's like. We could have had a lot of those situations where it's like when you go down or when you step out, I'll take it over. Because, like, when you got that, that's 
that's what you see going on right now. Yeah, talk. You were saying that you wanted to get to the level that he was. Yeah. Now you got CJ. You got a chance to watch him get up to the level. Yeah. To compete with you and, and be out there where you can, yeah. I don't care if you don't depend on nobody else. Right. I got this one soldier <laughs> yeah, that I know sure. is going to ride with me. Just to yeah. see CJ's development of his game, because he got like a, I don't know what kind nice. of game he got. He got one of those <laughs> old school games that he just, he one of those players it's that can do school, everything good. Yeah, like he just, everything. <laughs> he can do everything. Yeah, so he just, he just nice. A lot of game. So CJ getting better and, and watching him develop. What you think about where CJ is right now and as he continues to get better? I love where he is. I think, like you said, whenever we go out there, I don't worry because I know if all else fails, I'm going to turn to CJ. And I know regardless of how he's shooting, how he feel, I know he rolling he 100% against yeah. whoever. Like it don't matter if we playing a non-playoff team or if we playing the Lakers or Golden State or whoever, like – I know we rolling with no fear, and I can live with the result as long as I I know I got that beside me. So that's just that's how it is with him. And we before every season we come into the season, and it's like if I snap on you and yell at you, promise me you're gonna take it. And if you do it to me, I promise you I'm gonna take it. But yeah. we gotta hold each other to that level without taking it personal. If we're gonna do what we gotta do for this team, and we talk about. Like, I, this is my fifth All-Star game, but I want to be in an All-Star game with, with him. him. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I go in these locker rooms, and I'm seeing teammates. Every dude, they teammates. And yeah. they, you know what I'm saying? The teams are represented by two players, and yeah. they got one of their teammates with them. And every year, I'm like, this, we need to get two this year. Yeah. Like, that, that we need to win so we can get two. Duos. So it's like, I want to see it happen for him. Yeah. How, how do that feel like? Because I look at it, I can remember back when they was always trying to say, they need to split y'all up and, yeah. and you know y'all can't play together y'all two small guards that need the ball and I take my hat off to y'all you know what I'm saying it definitely is a, it's a representation of how y'all bond is right. how y'all rock with each other because none of that matters you just explained it yourself but how do that feel to know that y'all kind of quieted that whole discussion and it's been it's moved on to other things and it's not so much about y'all two coexisting right. it's about what other things y'all can right. do to improve and y'all I mean that take two of y'all to come together and dispel that I mean because we really friends so like he don't hate on me and I don't hate on him <laughs> I think it's we know that's that's a that's a big part of it. I think that's just what it comes down to I feel like in the in this era of sports there's so many people that they pretend so hard to be so tight that when it come down, when it, the second that something come up where one person got to get less than the other or this person get more credit, like, then the truth come out. Yeah. And I think with me and CJ, like, we ain't never tried to play extra tight or nothing. We just let our relationship be what it is. Like, in the summertime, when I'm about to go somewhere, I hit CJ. Like, mm -hmm. I'm finna go here. What you going to be doing? Like, yeah. we really – Mess with each other. Yeah. Like, That's a year-round thing. Yeah, before he was even playing minutes. CJ was, first two years, he wasn't playing at all. And we sat next to each other on the plane and was yeah. kicking it on the plane. So, like, we really friends. So, we don't, if somebody say, oh, they can't play together. And, and that has nothing to do with me and him. People always going to talk. And when the truth come out, they're going to be like, okay, they really friends. You made a statement and said, uh, after you hit the playoff shots against OKC, I was in range. 
Like your range is the logo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was. Like, and I'm really saying that because like you shoot some shots. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, man. Listen, man. Listen. You shoot. You shoot. That was a nice little wrinkle. I like it. You you shoot farther than in your range. Everybody I mean, shit, I could go out there and miss both of them. You just, <laughs> but it's I know I like the wrinkle. It's like, different. What what made you like you know coaches don't listen to DNA's like what made you just start shooting and, and being comfortable with that shot because that's a comfortable shot. Like yeah. guys got to actually start guarding you at half court. Yeah. It's not that I, I put my feet on the three point line with you and yeah. And bag out, and this is part of your game now. I'm seeing all these games, these sixty point games, all this stuff, and you shooting that motherfucker from the logo. Yeah. Like what? What? How is that to add that much range and to add that to your game? I mean, I've I've always shot deep. Yeah. Like even high school, college, I've always shot deep because. In high school, I was the best player on my team. In college, I was the best player, so teams was always trying to stop me. So that was like the cleanest shot I could get sometimes. So I would just shoot it from deep. Yeah. And then um, when I got to the league, I think it was my my sixth year when we got swept by New Orleans in the playoffs. We was a three seed and we had home court. They swept us, and everybody was just killing us. They was killing me like, oh, he didn't show up and all this stuff. But they was trapping me, double teaming. Yeah. Three bodies just loading up. I couldn't. That was AD now. Yeah, I couldn't even get a shot off. But I was still. I wasn't finna just not try. So I was just missing. I couldn't get nothing going. Um, but then that summer I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Or the team's just gonna keep doing this. And my trainer Phil Begner was like, We gotta start training further out. We gotta develop your game further out so you can give yourself more space. So we started off like just doing foundation shooting. So I started off shooting deep without jumping. No momentum, nothing, just dip, raise up, and just without jumping. And then we started doing it off the bounce. And then we started moving into it. And then we started doing catch and shoot, like quick releases, just like under a second, just firing them. And then we started doing shooting drills from that distance. And then we started ending workouts, doing all those drills from that distance. So it was like when I was tired, when I didn't have momentum, when it was the end of the workout, when I was coming back to shoot at night for a second workout, we was just working at range just so I could be able to play from further out. That's and teams crazy. wouldn't have to, they wouldn't be able to just take my space away yeah. so easy. So like now, teams try to do it now, they'll run two people at me. But I'm so far out when they do it that I just got a lot more space or it's, it's more so ground to cover. Yeah, so when so they start running at me, it's an easy pass. Yeah. Or if they run at me, I can I get around one of the defenders because there's so hole. much space. So yeah. that was when it really started after we got swept and I was like, all right, we got to start just working from further out. So it's been like two and a half years now where I do it all the time. Like yeah. even during the season, I still, when I saw you last year yeah. um, at the USA thing, mm-hmm. I was waiting for them to get done because I was about to shoot right before the playoffs right. against OKC. That's when I found out he's kind of like me. He was up there getting some waters from the facility. <laughs> yeah. I say, yeah, you know that's right. <laughs> yeah. So it was like just doing it during the season, just constantly staying in that routine and just over and over and over to where it's just that comfortable. Now yeah. I'm playing it, from it, just it a different range. It looked effortless. It looked like you shooting a free throw. Yeah. Like it don't – you know how somebody you – Ugh, trying yeah. to get it there, it's like that's that nah. look like your normal shot right there. And that's yeah. scary 
for defenders because, like, you still got speed. Yeah. For, so now y'all got to push up. And like you say, you get around them. I can get all the way to the basket, or I got so much wide open space yeah. to pass to anybody and get the When block. you playing from that far out and yeah. I get around the dude, the help got to come from first. They got to cover more ground. Yeah. So the play is easier to make. And big guys got to get out there. That's why they got the. So, you the reason they got these little centers out there. Right. Small ball. <laughs> hey, hey got to so, be able to so, move. So please, I need you to walk me through the walk off series ender. I want to know how you was so composed. They gonna play that forever. <laughs> the picture when you on the ground when they grabbing you, they going all crazy. My G said, "Hey boy, first he gave him, he gave him, he gave him the little, the big, the little big baby, bye bye. Y'all get your ass out of here." It was after I made it. I just felt so much. Inside of me, because yeah. it was so much back and forth in the series. Yeah. Like it was so much back and forth, and not just during the games, but like post game press conferences. <laughs> it was just so much being said that after I did it, I just like I turned back because I wanted to look at their faces. I just wanted to see like how <laughs> oh, y'all look. Like yeah, yeah, I really turned back, and once I did, I just waved. Wait. Like I never even thought about <laughs> waving. That's I don't even know what made me do it. That's how I pose. You pose the wave, them goodbye. That's what we do. We win some, Man. we lose some, but this is my what turn. You, right. what, 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 what did you think <laughs> in the yeah. aftermath when you saw yourself on the team? You had to laugh at no, that. No, I did laugh because I didn't. <laughs> I laughed because the moment that it happened, I knew it was going to be a meme <laughs> because I didn't. Because I didn't even mean to make that face. I just was like, I was in the pile. When I was in the pile, I looked up. And the camera was just right there in my face. So I just kind of like stared at the camera. But it, it wasn't even on purpose, though. They just caught my face when it was like that. But Plain the camera was just like, right there. Said, <laughs> hey, that was your brother running down the side. Yeah, line, so my brother and my that. sister. Oh, man. They, they act, I like their reaction, too. Man. I look, my I brother had to put his drink down before he ran I over there. When I saw that, I was like, yo, what's wrong with this kid? Like, he's just straight calm. Like, <laughs> I do. That was priceless. That was what? one of them yeah moments, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, Lejean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think you get get your personality from? I feel like since day one, when we, when I started checking you out when you came in, you got like a poise about yourself where it don't matter. Even you know what I'm saying when somebody coming at you trying to compete, talk trash, yeah. like you not you don't really. Per se, engage in yeah. the trash talk. You got your little subtle isms yeah, here, there, but like you right. don't really like. For me, I look at somebody like you. Like if I had your type of game, it wouldn't be nobody could say shit to me. <laughs> like you better not open your mouth. Like I ain't even had your type of game, and I was with everything. You know, <laughs> y'all talk crap for you, you, and the next person. So yeah, but that's just because that's who you are. Yeah. So like what even you, if it wasn't a basketball game, it'd be like that. That's how I am. So, like, for True. me, I don't think I get my personality from a basketball player. It's from my dad and right. where I grew up and the kind of people I grew up around. So, I'm coming into a basketball game like it's just a basketball game. So, <laughs> if you talking trash to me about basketball, then I know I can do something about it. I don't got to right. talk crazy with you and all that. I know you ain't going to scare me. Yeah. <laughs> right. You ain't going to really move me either way. I'm going to do what I got to do regardless of whatever you're saying. So, you really just psyching yourself out yeah. more than you doing anything for me. So 
I think that's just where it come from. I believe in what I do as a basketball player, and I know what I come from. Yeah. And I, I don't come from no, like, punk shit. So yeah. when they, like, turn into that, I don't be really tripping on it. I don't be yeah. moved by it at all. Yeah, especially knowing that a lot of these folks ain't about their life. <laughs> and that, I think that helped you, like, be confident. Like, yeah. you more confident when you, like, around the NBA more. Yeah. And you start to see different personalities and different body language and different comments that people make. And you're like, man, I've I seen that before. Yeah. Cause that, that I tone, know that behavior. That toned <laughs> down my, my aggression a lot, like, in the NBA, too, because it was like, a son, something on the on the court can get you so mad, and you yeah. be like, I'm at him, and you used to be like, oh no, if I see him later, I'm getting yeah. at him. But when you realize you see them guys later, or you you always pass them by, and yeah, it ain't it wasn't even never like that. that. Yeah, it ain't. <laughs> that was just the it game ain't. that night, or the yeah. the bow he might have threw that day. He was mad about not getting the call. Yeah, he was in ago. something that didn't have pertain to me, and when you kind of see that, it'd be like, why why entertain it? Yeah, but sometimes when it happened, you be. In your mind, you like you think I'm a sucker. Like, yeah, you think he could whoop me. Oh, or that's, that's like, what I was gonna say. Cause I, I definitely see every once and again. You, like I said, you got your isms. You let them know. I want to say it was a few games back. I retweeted it. you. You did something. I ain't know the professional lip reader, <laughs> but you said they can't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> I said, boy, I retweeted and said, no, they cannot. That was exactly like, what I um, said. Cause they, this was in the midst of this whole, this damn stretch where you was going just nuts. Like, 60, 40, 50. I, yeah, call I don't that, talk trash, though. I, I call I, that black I just say what I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't... I don't be in nobody's face. I don't talk talk crazy. I have I might have fifty, but I'm not about to be saying something. I might talk to my own team or yeah. like the clip you talking about. I t- I said that to the TV crew because they was just looking at me when I was walking by. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like I yeah. just say what I mean. I ain't saying I don't disrespect nobody or nothing like that. A couple of years ago, I felt like you was kind of frustrated that they weren't giving you the credit that you deserve, especially yeah. like with the all-star team yeah. and stuff. And I know like it's a damn time where it's a bunch of point guards. Out yeah. there. You got the Stephs, you got the yeah. Kyries, you got all that. From a couple of years ago to now, I feel like everybody is really knowing like, shit, it's, it's Dame time. Yeah. It's, it's I'm here and I'm yeah. here to be welcome. I'm just as good as the Stephen Curry's yeah. and all that stuff to it. Get from them couple of years ago where they really didn't, it was a debate whether you supposed to have been right. an all-star, which I don't know why, right. to now they know, like, yeah. I'm in regardless. Like, how does it feel to just get that progression and, and earn some more respect? Because you keep on earning respect yeah. every year you play, but steady earning that respect over the year. I mean, it feel, it feel good to get to that point. But I think it, it, I was just frustrated because I was younger and I was trying so hard to prove myself and trying so hard to show them, like, I'm, I'm nice too. Like yeah. I can do this too. And the more that it wasn't being acknowledged, I was just irritated by it. Like one year I averaged 27, made the playoffs, and like didn't make it. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I wanted answers. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all need to tell me why. Like <laughs> otherwise y'all hating and y'all in denial. Like yeah. what's going on? Another year I averaged 25, didn't make it. But at the time, I just was like, I think I was just young because as I've gotten older, the more I just stopped caring and just started doing me and handling my business for for the reasons that mean something to me is like all-star, all-star, all-star. It's coming like that. Playoffs, Western Conference Finals. I just stopped caring. So now it's all in their face, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying nothing about it. So it's even more powerful. This past summer, you came out with an album. Yeah. 
I never seen like a, a ball player get the type of love and respect like your NBA brothers that came yeah. out and like a lot of people from every industry from rap to pop to yeah. basketball football whatever was just showing you love for this album and this, this uh, piece of art that you put yeah. together now you can you can listen to the album and kind of suck in what you feel about this album how you did yourself and how you feel about the love that everybody was getting? Cause a lot of people was just reposting it, retweeting it, just yeah. showing a lot of love, and I felt that was dope yeah, as was hell cool. to show. It was real cool. I, I feel good about it because I wrote a lot on this album, and I wasn't even planning on putting one out. I was just like setting up a studio in Airbnbs when I was traveling the train and stuff, and I was just recording. My first two albums I put out, when I came back and listened to them like later, I was like, I like this song, I like that song, like kind of picking and choosing. Some of them just didn't sound as good as they did when I recorded them. But with this album, when I go back to it now and listen to it, I'm like, man, this is hard. Thing on that. Like, this is hard, <laughs> yeah. for real. Like, yeah. that's why people liked it, because it's, it's actually good. But to see, like, all the support from my peers and real artists and actors and comedians and all that stuff, I think that's real cool because, for one, they don't have to do it. And I think it's easy to just hate. Like, oh, he a basketball player. He make money already. And <laughs> right. yeah. Basketball players always want to rap. Yeah. All that did was tell me that they actually listened to it and they yeah. respected it. So just getting that feedback, I'm like, man, that's cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to sell music to, oh, I need to make more money. It's yeah. like, I really mess with music. I love to do music. So just like the support and people acknowledging, like, this music is hard, that's good enough for me. Yeah. So I think it is. And that way it accomplished what I wanted it to accomplish. And which is rare, because you know, most people who do music, it's, it's about the art too, but it's about a dollar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With you, it's like your biggest. Right. Is, is good. I'm doing like, it because I really care about it. You're doing it, like, it because do you cared about, you grew up on hip hop, you grew yeah. up on the music, you love, you really love this. And that, yeah. that goes a long way. And that's why I was so happy with the love and support of everybody who was just supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you had the opportunity to get one of the goats yeah. to be on your album and Lil Wayne. Yeah. He done been on all my albums. I was That's about to been on all of them. Yeah, no, I know that was what I'm saying, but you had the opportunity to get the goat on yeah. your album. And, you know, Wayne is the goat of our era. You know Wayne, what I'm saying? Crazy. Or rapping. And he even more solid dude, too, man. And get an opportunity to perform with him. Like, yeah. what's the big thing about Wayne? Like, when you got the opportunity to get with Wayne, it's like, man, I got Lil Wayne, somebody I've been listening to for so long on a song. <sighs> on every album it's, and rocking with me like that. It's crazy because it got to the point with me and Wayne where I send him a song, like I'm, I'm working on this, and he'll send me three songs, like, all right, rap on this. And I'll do the verses, send them back. So I done did like five, six yeah. songs for Wayne that he just got. That's dope. Um, That's dope. But I think the the coolest thing since I've been cool with him, is like, I was in LA one time, and he was like, man, pull up on me at the studio. I'm finna be, I'm about to be at the studio. And I'm like, I pull up, you know what I'm saying, whatever. And when you thinking Lil Wayne, I'm thinking I'm finna pull up to the studio, it's finna be a bunch of people, a bunch of dudes with him. I walked in there, and it was him, an engineer, and one other person. Mm. Just in there, getting it in. Getting it in. Hmm. Getting it in. I'm talking about, like, I ain't never seen nobody record like that. All the music he was playing, he got, like, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, my, re I had respect to the one millionth power for him before that. <laughs> yeah, but then after that, I was like, 
it's crazy. The way this dude just record, 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 record. He had ESPN on the TV. He'd watch it for a second, go back in the booth. Back in the booth. It was just, it was crazy, man. I feel like you one of the guys that's come along that has kind of made it okay and validated, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, this generation where you see a lot of different guys in the league trying to put out music and rapping. You got Victor Oladipo singing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But guys aren't afraid to, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. step into that realm and say, I want to do music or yeah. whether it's DJing, rapping right. or whatever. You got guys that's doing it. And I feel like you one of the first guys that's making it acceptable right. for this generation where when you jump out there, people, when, you know, you got, like you say, the Lil Wayne's, the, the Titans of the industry really right. repping you and, and validating, saying that you, you know what I'm saying, that you can rap, you got, yeah. you know what I'm saying, lyrics and, and bars. So how does that feel to be part of that, making it okay? And then just, just to see all of the other guys, like upcoming rookies, like the right. Marvin Bagley guy, right. seeing him rapping, Actually, y'all rapping with each other, whatever. But you yeah, know, man. like you know, it's all that's 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 you inspiring, though. Yeah. No, I mean it's cool because it's people did it before I did it, yeah. and that made me feel like man, people have done it before, so I'm not doing something that hasn't been done. Mm -hmm. So it was like that made me that much more comfortable to just kind of do it. It was just a matter of how I planned it and how I put it together, so people didn't just shoot me away as soon as I did it. So I like created a platform on Instagram, 4 Bar Friday, and I made it a community yeah, where a bunch of people was doing it. And I just like slowly introduced myself. Yeah. And during that time, I was able to show my real passion for hip hop yeah. and the fact that I'm a student of the history of hip hop. I'm yeah. not just some NBA player throwing my fucking hat in like, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing music can. now, <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm just doing music because I'm an NBA player and people gonna support it. Like, yeah. I took the same steps as any other aspiring artist would. It was like, I did Four Bar Friday for two years where I'm posting four bars every Friday and over and over yeah. and over. And I'm allowing other people to be a part of it. Then I was on SoundCloud for two summers, dropping songs every Monday. Yeah, D. Wright put me up on that. D. Yeah, Wright, I was doing it on SoundCloud for two years and built up a SoundCloud following. Yeah, And I was going to arenas. I remember we played in Milwaukee like, during that two years, and they was like, SoundCloud rapper. But I'm like, but all of y'all know that right. my shit is on SoundCloud. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. So once that happened, the following summer, I did a, a show. The show sold out in 45 minutes. I sold merch. I did a whole concert off SoundCloud music. And everybody was, like, blowing up my social media, like, do an album. You got to do an album. So I did an album. Once I did that album, I did a couple more shows. I did Vegas. I did Washington. I started just... You already did Vegas? Did Vegas. Oh, hey, hey man. Matter of fact, straight, I did Vegas twice. Straight up. Hey, man. I started really doing it, and they was paying me to do it. Now, so let me I'm hear like, about you retirement time, what you going on tour hey, now. Nah, this is one of the dopest <laughs> parts of that, though. Like, you spoke on... I, I love the fact that now that, you know, in your latest album... You even went back and you bringing some of your artists from Four Bar Friday and exactly. you giving them a platform yeah, and putting them out exactly. there and giving them dope. a voice. So that's super hard. Like that's the fact you that do you it. first created it yeah. and then start putting and then people you start on every reach Friday back. with that. Because yeah. you make it a real platform. Yeah. And it's like, like I said, it's not even about me making money from it. But yeah. it's like, I love music and the culture of music. So how can I like reach back and do some of these people like it's four bar Friday artists that send me music. I didn't been on so many people's songs that people probably ain't even heard, but yeah. they like 
they got music with me. Yeah. And it's like hard. other four bar Friday artists then connected with other artists and it's like a real community. Yeah. It's like a it's a real thing. So I think a lot of rappers and, and people, they just respect the fact that I didn't just jump into it like listen to me. You know, it was like a real process of any other any other artist. That's love. That's love. Right you think there. you got that type of approach from 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 your degree in sales? Because that's saying <laughs> like you real methodical and yeah. real situated. Yeah, I think I think so. Like I had, I didn't been in every type of class. Um, like my my degree is in professional sales and business. Right. So the negotiations, the marketing, know how to Jerry, he know how to do all that. Like, <laughs> But that go back to like I was just telling y'all, like having to sell magazines and, and, and raffle tickets and yeah. all that stuff. And you coming up to people and they looking at you like, "What are you doing over here?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, I, I seen you here every all yeah, week. <laughs> you was here last summer. I just like, gave you five dollars. So you gotta like have some kids outside the Dream Hotel. You gotta have some type of mouthpiece. Boy. Yeah, and you gotta be able to like. <laughs> get people to listen to you. And yeah. You gotta show people like this is what the return is. This is how I this is why this is valuable. This is the purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like everything that I do, like if it don't have a real purpose to me, I'm not gonna do it to begin with. Straight so up. when I do decide to do it, I'm gonna have idea and I'm gonna have a plan on how I'm gonna get people to buy into it. Yeah. And once they do that, they're gonna know that it ain't just some phony, random put together shit. They're gonna be like, okay, I at least I respect it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... It's always good to have a plan with yeah, anything you do sure. instead of just going into it. We in the NBA and all of us always wanted to have a nickname. Dame Dollar, Dame Time. Yeah. Which one you like the most and how does it feel to just the world know you as your nickname yeah. and just, it seemed like they connect more to you by yeah. calling you Dame Time or Dame Dollar. No, I think they do. Like Dame Dollar is my rap name and I gave myself that name. Mm -hmm. So I think Dame Time just hit harder for me because mm -hmm. it's a name. I think when people give you a name, mm -hmm. that's when it's a real, a real like gang behind it. It's yeah. people really behind it because I didn't ask for that. Yeah. Like they gave me that off Represent yeah. like represent how I represent myself, yeah. like off yeah, what I've done. It. Yeah, and they said this is what we think of that, and for not only fans to be saying it, for every time I look on first take or TV, Stephen A. Smith like Dame time. Yeah, right. and the NBA All Star draft the other day when Brian picked me, he was like Dame yeah. time. I'm picking Dame yeah. time. So like that ain't something that I came up with. It's something that the people came up with. Yeah. So I think that one just, that just hit harder. Stick more. Yeah. yeah. So you the first player to be in all the events at All-Star. Yeah. And now you get to perform. So this this is this how, really like, how, every that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like you take it a step further. Yeah, everybody you did. You didn't been in sure. every, every contest. Yeah. And now you about to go out there and hit the stage. Like tell me how that feel to how the NBA embrace you and say it out. You know, at our biggest stage, you know, when we got our stars of stars out, they gonna put you on that stage to perform. It's a situation where the NBA deserve a lot of credit because it's a it's something that they just don't do. They have the resources to go and get whatever artist they want and represent the NBA however they want to, you know, and it's a big weekend for the NBA. So for them to be like, we're going to take one of our players and put him on stage and give him a chance to do something to help himself. So, like, it's going to look good on them to have a player that's performing and all that. But, like, 
the audience and how many people will be tuned in and all yeah. that, like what it could do for me just for yeah. my own yeah. artists. Yeah. Like I think that's big of the NBA to allow that to happen. So it's going to be cool, man. I can't wait. Yeah, man. The NBA, cool. the NBA, I feel like we always, you know, from, from David Stern, even Adam Silver now that the NBA has always done, you know, head and shoulders a bet, like the best job just promoting our players yeah. and allowing us to be who we are and do what we do and, and, and really getting behind us with it. So It's getting better, man. Yeah, like, the, Dre had the, the dress code where y'all, they couldn't wear the tall tees and no hats and all this stuff. And now it's like, well, that's why I said they deserve credit because they embracing like who the we coach, are yeah. and like what we like to do. Like dudes yeah. showing up with no shirt underneath and yeah. Just crazy stuff. But it's hey, like, believe it or not, believe it or not, we had to wear them suits for y'all to be able to do this. Because like things had gotten so bad at that yeah. point, they had to. We had the real things in, and that's what that allows y'all to be able to go out there and fully express yeah, y'all self. Because like yeah. David Stern had to show him, like, wait a minute, like they it's not as bad as you think. Right. We can make it look this way, and right. then you know once they Clean once once they got everybody to buy in and see what's really going on, now you can go ahead and do what you right. do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's cool now. Yeah, for sure. You stranded on the island outside of your music. What's the three albums that you would love to have? The three albums I would love to have. I'm gonna have the Carter. I'm gonna have. Mm, Steelmatic mm. and all eyes on me. Mm. Pot, pot. Like Did you ever think that you would have your own shoe? Hell no. <laughs> to have your own shoe, and now I've been. I'd be lying if I said that. <laughs> I tell you a story right now. Yeah. My uh, so when I got drafted. I went to summer league and I was wearing I was wearing J's the whole time, yeah. like the whole draft process. I was wearing Jordans. Hmm. Adidas came with a contract at summer league and there was way more money than I ever heard of. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm telling my agent like, let's do that right now. He's like, yeah. all right. So they show up in my hotel room. They give me some D roses. I'm like, cool. What other colors y'all got? Like, give me every shoe y'all. I take every shoe y'all got. Yeah. So they come in. They give me the shoe. I'm like juiced about all the shoes they done brought to my room, where these ones in the first game, where these ones in the next game. Yeah. I'm matching them up. So they leave, and my agent like, man, you're going to get a signature shoe in a couple years. You do what you got to do, and you do this, you do that, you're going to get a signature shoe. I was like, okay. Like, I thought, <laughs> when he said it to me, I was like, my attitude was the same as when he told me I was going to be a lottery pick. I was just yeah. like, man, y'all. That's the business. Y'all just tell, y'all just say that shit. Like, to anybody. Right. That's y'all job to tell us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't about to get no shoe. No, nobody got no shoe. It's like five, four or five dudes. Yeah. So I kind of just shoot it off like, man, he's lying. He's saying what he got to say. A couple years later, they like, well, I showed up in Arizona at a, it was like a Adidas event on a resort. I showed up and they was just showing a bunch of new merch and socks and all type of stuff, uniforms. And then at the end of that, they was like, all right, we need you for an hour after all this is done. And I'm like, an hour? I'm trying to leave. Like, yeah. I ain't trying to come here. And they took me in the room, and there was the beginning stages of my first signature shoe. First signature. And I walked in there, and I was like, 
I'm about to really get a signature shoe. Like, this shit crazy. We end up being in there for a minute. I'm like, can I take these? Like, can I take a picture of these? Yeah, I took the sample. I was training the whole summer in the samples. Like, couldn't take them all. Man, it's crazy. When the bag kind of chinked in, what did you go and buy? That you thought you was like, whoa! I just paid all that for that. When I first got in the league, yeah. When you got the money, when I first got the big purchase, like, whew! I paid all that. I bought me a Porsche. That was the first. Bought a Porsche. Yeah. Bought a. Well, you did rent rookie of the year, so that was like a bonus. (laughs) I bought a Porsche off the rip. Off the rip. (laughs) Like I bought it. I bought it. Yep. I bought it so fast. I bought it so fast that I was still living in Oakland when I bought it. (laughs) <laughs> like I went so like my first the first check I got from the Blazers I hadn't even played a game yet I went I came to Portland in the summer and um it was like an event so I came to Portland in the summer and they handed me the check and I mm. was like with my brother and my older cousin that was like my brother and we looking at it like look at all those zero <laughs> we couldn't believe it like I was ready to go spend it all right there yeah. mama but, we made it I came back home, got back to Oakland, went to Burlingame, went to that Porsche dealership. I was in there looking at them. I was like, test driving them. (laughs) I was scared as hell, test driving them Porsches. Like, you break, you buy. I I ain't never drove, man. I I got my first car when I was 21. Damn. Yeah, I had a Grand Prix when I was 21. I bought it for. $1,500 $1,500 and a PS3, man. PS2. You had some games with it? Nah, yeah. just the system. Just the system. Yeah. Gave him my system, bro. What color was the port? Charcoal gray. Charcoal gray. How much it cost? I still got it. Oh, you still got it? Yeah, it was a hundred. Oh. Cool little six figures, you know, yeah. something light. Nine something light. light. Some, something, something light for, for a real play out here in these streets, you know? Hey, I so thought look. I was. I put up in the neighborhood in it. I bought it. Did you go get some sunglasses? You had to have some special sunglasses. You got to pull up for the name. No, I I was too juiced to have anything. (laughs) I went. As is. I left the dealership in it, and I was sped back to Oakland, pulled right into the neighborhood. You already know. I'm looking around with nobody outside. I was like, (laughs) dang. This ain't supposed to be my time. Where y'all at? Block's supposed to be hot right now. But nobody outside. (laughs) How many times did you talk to yourself or you rapped the whole song? In the joint when you first get, I know when I first got my first brand new joint, I'm talking. About, I'm I'm looking all in the rear view. I'm kind of checking myself I out. Was I'm looking singing there, every man. song that I. I ain't even know how to work the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got in it, I was like, they was trying to explain to me like all the different gadgets and all the stuff in the car. You like I gotta go. I was just wasn't listening. I was just like, hurry up and finish talking so I can pull up off this lot. So as soon as he got done. Explaining everything, he gave me the little manual and all that stuff. I sat it in the passenger seat, got up out of there. And then when I turned it off, I was like, I ain't really know how to do nothing. So I basically had to teach myself how to do everything in there. Oh, man. So when you came up, who did you patent your game after? I know you have the GPs, you have the Jason Kids from your area. I ain't, who did I mean, J.P., G.P., B-Shaw, all them from Oakland, and yeah. we all knew they was from Oakland. So yeah. it was like we rode for G.P., B-Shaw, yeah. J-Kid, like Hook Mitchell, everybody, anybody from Oakland, we was like. Hook Mitchell. Yeah, yeah you couldn't yeah. say nothing about them. But I was always more 
Stefan Marbury, okay. AI, Nick Van Exel, yeah. Kevin Johnson, like. Dim- Yo, I just saw KJ in the airport this morning. Gilbert like Arenas. That makes sense. Like yeah. them was all I like loved them dudes. Yeah, you got you just named all killers too. So you've been tearing the whole league up, pretty much ripping it apart. Who do you enjoy watching right now? Somebody, I mean, obviously we all know LeBron, Giannis, the big boy yeah. name. Like who do you sit back and on your off day or whatever, if they playing, you like, I wanna check this boy out. My favorite player to watch in the league is Devin Booker. Mm. Range Devin Rover. <laughs> Devin Booker is cold. Yeah, Devin and he Booker, is an All Star. They played him. I'm played sorry. him. I, I, he and Brad Bill. I haven't be said nothing. Upset. I haven't said nothing about Book not making it because, like, I've been through you know it. How you feel? You know I know exactly feel. how you feel. Like <laughs> he averaging like twenty seven something right now. Yeah. I averaged twenty seven and didn't make it. But like. I think it's crazy that he didn't because he's had more years of like killing and not making it than I did at the time. Yeah. Like he, I don't know how he didn't make it this year. Yeah, I just don't. I don't get averaging twenty eight. I don't know how. I don't know how he didn't make it. this That's year. That's not an all star. I don't know what he. I is. like. I like him. I like his demeanor. How he play. I, and he just like he just hoop. He don't yeah. be saying a whole lot. He he really productive. He efficient. I don't. I watch him, and the other player I watch like often is Bogdanovich, Bogey in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. He nice too. Yeah, I like him. Who was the first person you remember? The first dunk on you had? The first dunk on I had was in summer league. Who you and it was Keith Benson. Keith Benson. He was only in the league for a couple years. Yeah, big boy, ain't he? Yeah. I think yeah. Was he? Yeah. I th- I he played for Atlanta. Yeah. He was another mid-major big. In my first summer league, I, it was like ball got tipped by like right outside the three-point line, and I caught it, and I just took one dribble from the three and just rolls off one leg, and he tried to get it too. He fouled me and everything, and we just – like our bodies was like tangled up. I went straight through him like a real dunk. Yeah. When was the first time you met Michael Jordan? I never met Michael Jordan. You never met Mike? Aha. You're like the first person we ever been around that never met Mike. I was in, when I was in Charlotte, I think it was like my second year, we played at Charlotte. That's crazy. And I was walking down the uh, tunnel. I was walking in the tunnel going to the, to the locker room, and he was a couple feet behind me. I kind of turned and looked, and he just like nodded his head. I nodded my head, and I was just like, what do, I, what do I do right now? Yeah. Like, I trust we all had that all moment. I was like, what do I do? And I just kept walking. Like, like I'm just going to keep walking. But I, I ain't never met him. Oh, that's crazy. I think it's a lot of, like, this is my eighth year in the league, and I feel like I would have met a lot more people. Yeah. Like, as far as just famous people. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know nobody. I mean, like, I don't know. No, I mean, I know people, like yeah. some people, but I don't know nobody like but that. Hey, man, everybody know you, man, and everybody <laughs> respect you and your game. So that's you know, all like that matters. Demise industry out here, you know what I'm saying? He what? industry, he know everybody. 
Everybody know him. That's a lie. That's that's truly a lie. What was that movie you was in? Oh, that was like, that oh, don't do me like that. Nah, dude. nah. He was that was uh, he was in uh, the perfect score. You know what I'm saying? Still in test <laughs> to get score. the ghost. You know what I'm talking about? He knows you in the You couldn't even camouflage your injury. Come through right there. Yeah, I seen that. I seen oh, it. Man. Oh man, here y'all That's go. That's a moment there. right there, boy. You was trying to slide under the radar. He didn't see you out here. Man, he didn't see you I out here. Sure seen it. <laughs> you got anything else, bro? Oh, man, we that kind of killed the show right there. Yeah, yeah. I talking about when I was Denzel. Oh, wait, wait. All right, man. You know, we got our uh, special edition black box that the blackest one came up with. You know what I'm saying? Got a little merch in here for you, little okay. t shirt, hoodie. Knucklehead. And then, you know, we got very, very special and very <laughs> gracious sponsors. You know what I'm talking about? Got that good Hennessy VSOP, but we got the Knuckleheads edition for okay. you. Okay, for sure. You know Appreciate what I'm saying? You, Appreciate you letting us pull for up. Sure. Man. For sure, man. For sure. Appreciate y'all having me, man. Players Tribute.com